Good morning, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us today for a Verizon IndyCar Series media availability. We are pleased to be joined by two members of Schmidt-Peterson Motorsports. Unfortunately, James Hinchcliffe was pulled away very last minute for a competition obligation. We'll keep you guys posted on his availability throughout the weekend. But joined now by two of his teammates, Jack Harvey and Robert Wickens. Robert Wickens driving the number six Lucas Oil SPM Honda for Schmidt-Peterson Motorsports this weekend. Robbie, I know that in all of the media availabilities you've been having throughout your announcement, you've been saying, I'm just waiting for this moment, for this moment to get to St. Pete, to, to finally get my, my chance in IndyCar. Now that it's here, how are your thoughts heading into St. Petersburg this weekend? Yeah, not a whole lot's changed. You know, it's actually my first time even in the city of St. Pete. So it's, uh, it's a nice town, nice weather, good views. But uh, no, the, the big thing, like I've been saying all along, is uh, you know now we're only an hour and a bit away from from the first official session of the season. So just uh, you know, I feel I feel prepared. I feel relaxed. I, I feel you know excited just to get into it and um, yeah, get stuck in as you would. Also joined by Jack Harvey driving the number sixty Auto Nation Sirius XM MSR with SPM Honda. That's quite a title, a lot of good, <laughs> quite a title. Jack, I know that you've had a few opportunities in IndyCar so far, obviously uh, some time up in the, in the Mazda Road to Indy ladder system as well. Looking forward to this weekend in particular, kind of the, the start of something new for you, your thoughts heading into the weekend as well. Good morning, everybody. Um, I've been lucky, as you said. I've I've been here a few times in uh, in Indy Lights. Uh, first time I came here was my first race in North America. Uh, it was also my first podium. Followed it up in 15 with two more podiums. So you know, St. Pete has traditionally been kind to me, at least in the past. It has anyway. I think the new thing about this year, coming with Michael Shank Racing in partnership with Smith Peterson Motorsport, we're still a new team. Honestly, you know, the expectations uh, for the year, I think, are going to be somewhat modest, but I think achievable and realistic. Um, I think, as Robbie said, you know, it, it's nice to actually be at the first race. You, we, we've done not that much, but an intensive little testing program to get us here. It uh, seems like everything's gone well. We've progressed every day, which is really the main thing for us. Uh, we're going to run a selected schedule. So really, it's just trying to do the best we can with what we've got and Honestly, at the end of the year, try and give everybody a headache as to how do we get in the car full time. So, the first part of that puzzle is having a good weekend here. Um, I guess really James would have been the perfect person to ask this question to because although I drove the other body kit, I hadn't got completely comfortable that it had become normal to me. Um, so going from the old car to the new car for me was, there was a little bit of a change, but it, because I didn't have that much experience in it, it was kind of easy just to jump in the new car and take the new car on the chin and just kind of see exactly what it, its characteristics were. Uh, and I think that's probably a little bit of an advantage in some ways. Obviously, I take the experience and have to adapt a little bit, but um, yeah, I think that James is probably the best person to answer that because he has the experience of several varying variations of IndyCars. 
Yeah, and I think in terms of this weekend, it's uh, you know it's going to be interesting because on like ovals, like when we did the open test in Phoenix, you know the last hour was kind of a unofficial pack session, and everyone would just put fuel in and go drive around with other people to see how the car reacted in traffic. Um, but in testing, you know, private testing and stuff like that, and uh, yeah, whatever it's called, but uh, in Sebring and Sonoma and stuff like that, you're so busy working on your car setup that you don't really go find another car to get really close behind. You might catch someone on cold tires that eventually moves out of your way, but like, you don't, you don't, we haven't raced really on a, on a road course yet with this kit. So, um, I think it's going to be, you know, unmarked territory for everybody, but from what we've learned on the ovals, the car really like sucks up in the, in the draft a lot better than the old one. And, uh, that's any indication of there's probably going to be a decent amount of passing into turn one because if you get a good run, I feel like it just uh, is even better with this new kit. First race of the season. Check, check. Nope. It's okay. First race of the year. Can you guys give me your personal expectations for what a good season looks like for each one of you? Yeah, I think for me, uh, just constantly improving is kind of all I want to do. I mean, the, the, the best thing, the, the best case scenario for me would be to walk away from this weekend with the top 10 in any form, whether it be 10th or obviously better. But... Um, you know, one little goal I made for myself for my rookie season is just try to complete as many laps as possible. And from what I've learned from my off-season studies of YouTube and everything else in IndyCar is uh, you have to be there at the end of the race. You know, it, the, these races are so long and there's kind of inconvenient yellow flags, this, that, the other, that you can't control. So as long as you can put yourself in a decent spot in the last stint, I think it's all you can really ask for in your rookie season. And hopefully we can start getting consistent top 10s. Once you do that, you start getting the odd top five, and then you get consistent top fives and the odd podium, and you know, I think it can work forward that way. But uh, as long as um, you know, I can look back on the season and be happy with what I've done, and hopefully not made uh, too many stupid mistakes. Um, I think that'd be a success. Yeah, so if you guys didn't hear that, he asked why 2018 is such a good year to come in as a rookie driver. Um, I think, to be honest, that, I mean, I think every scenario is different. Me speaking from my experience, you know, like the 2018 was a good year because uh, of two reasons. One, my previous job with Mercedes and DTM, they were, they were stopping the D, like in their uh, championship at the end of 2018, so I kind of had to look for a new job anyway. And... Uh, I had some connections with Smith-Peterson Motorsports from the ride swap and then driving in Road America. And then with the new um, 2018 aero kit coming in, as a rookie, it's just one less disadvantage that you have because everyone has to learn this aero kit together. You know, as a rookie, you have to learn the Firestone tires. You have to learn the tracks. You have to learn how a race weekend works. And if this was 2017, you'd have to learn the car that other people have already been dr driving for a while. But now it's more or less a brand new aero configuration for everybody. So that just eliminated one disadvantage that a rookie has. So I think that's maybe why it was appealing. But 
To be honest, the championship's on the rise. It's exciting right now. It's sexy. The new car looks great. And um, I think the, the added attention just proves that. Yeah, to be, to be honest, uh, for a while there, I kind of never thought I was going to get back in an open-wheel car. And uh, to be fully honest, I, I didn't really mind that idea. You know, I was really happy where I was with Mercedes and DTM, and then circumstances changed, and I got, now I'm doing uh, my childhood dream. You know, as a kid, I grew up watching IndyCar on TV. Um, you know, my, my hero growing up was Greg Moore, and then I, you know, obviously followed the the players team very closely when I raced here last in North America in 2007 I raced with Forsyth so I had that kind of like Canadian history and kind of lived a tiny bit of my childhood dream um, but now to be back in, in North America is amazing um, driving an open-wheel car for the first time in um, yeah almost seven years is uh, took a bit to get used to you know driving in a closed cockpit for so long um, I forgot like what the wind really sounded like when you're going 200 and something miles an hour so it uh, that took some getting used to my head buffeting all over the place and you know it was uh, the fresh air was nice but apart apart from that it was uh, it took a lot of it getting used to Uh, probably trial and error, I guess, honestly. I think every driver has a particular feeling that they're getting from their feet, their hands, and their backside to then try and translate that to the team. And then really what you're looking at are changes that can make you feel comfortable and then changes that can make you fast. Because sometimes a comfortable change, you feel better, but your lap time stays the same. So I think that's honestly just working relationship between driver and engineer, engineer to driver, on-track performance and what's going changing really um, I think we're both lucky that James has a good handle on last year's car on this year's car and you know although there's a lot of new differences and new changes in the SPM engineering office this year they're still you know foundation of people who are there from last year um, bouncing ideas off each other three cars to test uh, I mean I know I come to the party a little bit late in testing but uh, you know already feel like we're contributing something and I think that's what's nice about this program was you know we went to Sebring first time with three cars and you can kind of delegate set up changes and then you come back together at the end of the day see what was good see what everybody else liked, what did I like what did we dislike um, and all those things just kind of create a new direction or you know path to follow and experiment in and well hopefully we'll have a, a good weekend and hopefully that testing has gone well and we see some results this, uh, this weekend. What he said. Um, no, I mean, he did, he did cover a lot of it. But the, the big thing, like, um, I think what a lot of people don't understand is, like, 80 to 90% of the work is done before the race even gets there. You know, it's all the work we've done in testing. It's all the simulation stuff that the engineers are running continuously every day, 9 to 5, Monday to Friday. Um, to find the the optimum setup, and then you know you run it in practice and hope it correlates well, and and you're and you have a well balanced car. But you know what what makes or breaks your race weekend in any championship I've ever driven is 
doing your first free practice with a well-balanced car. And to do that, you have to have everything in line, everything working properly before you even arrive. And I think, uh, you know, I mean, time will tell how we did. I mean, because it's such a new car, I think everyone's a little unknown to how well their simulation actually correlates in, into uh, a real-life setup on the car. But so far, you know, through uh, what we've learned in Sebring um, and Sonoma, you know, we're, we're not far off what, what our computers are telling us. And I think, um, yeah, but... To, to have a good weekend in any championship, you know, I think Penske has been such a dominant force in IndyCar because they seem to just have four cars working on all cylinders right from the first lap of practice. And then from there, as a driver, you want to drive the same car every time because then you can fine tune yourself instead of chasing how the car feels. You're just working on yourself as a driver. And I think that, uh, I think that could really make or break the weekend. Yeah, J James, James is pretty terrible. He's a, he's a terrible human being. But, uh, no, I mean, James and I, we, uh, I'm sure uh, a lot of you guys know now, we, we, we go pretty far back. We, uh, we met when I was 12. Uh, he would have been, yeah, 14, turning 15. So it, uh, we met as teammates in karting. He, he came into my, the karting team that I, w that I was a part of, and we kind of uh, hit it off right there. It was, uh, then we just started a friendship, started hanging out, and now he's one of my best friends, long, one of my longest lasting friends that I have, and it's crazy that you know we're sitting here today in St. Pete as teammates, um, as professional race car drivers in IndyCar, because for so long as kids, we, we dreamed of both making it professional, and we both did, but in different routes. And so now that we're back here, I mean, it just goes to show for any kid, like you can't really predict the future kind of have your ideal plan because by no means did I have an ideal career path to make my way into IndyCar at 28 years old, you know, but I'm here, I'm happy, and uh, like I said earlier, I'm, I'm living a childhood dream and it's, uh, it's pretty cool. <laughs>